Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning and happy winter solstice. Um, This is, of course, yes, the darkest day of the year. But I always love when we finally reach this day because that means that from here on out, days will just get longer. We'll start to see a little bit more sunshine. And uh, that makes me happy. Yes, the darkness can be pretty depressing, especially uh, this time of the year. So, you know, we like to give you a little pick-me-up, and uh, we gave a really big pick-me-up yesterday to one lucky listener. We had our uh, $10,000 holiday room makeover competition going on, and, uh, well, we gave it away yesterday, and here's how that went down. Hello. Hi, Yola. This is Janelle calling from Move 100. Yeah. So um, I have just been admiring your Christmas display in your home. Oh, my gosh. And I think all of Ottawa has been as well. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So is it true that you actually have 150 sheep that you have hand glued together to lead toward the major in your little Christmas display? Yes. Wow. 50 sheep and 150 uh, birds in the tree. Really? So how long does it take you to put that together? One day. Just one one day. day. Oh, man. Well, it is absolutely breathtaking, and it's no surprise that your entire family and all of your guests look forward to your Christmas display year after year. Yeah. I have got some fantastic news for you, Yola. You are our big winner of the Move 100 CTV $10,000 Lazy Boy Holiday Room Makeover. Look at the kids because they know how much I love Christmas and how much I love to do. Well, it pays off. I think your daughter um, may have entered you in for the competition, right? Yeah. I want to let you talk to her. Hi there. Um, Is this Amanda? Yes, it is. She's so happy. Oh, well, uh, well deserved, I would say. She, I can't believe it only takes her a day to put that little display together. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a Christmas miracle. We were <laughs> looking for new furniture, so I think it's a sign. Well, I think $10,000 from Lazy Boy is going to go a long way at the house. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I hope you guys enjoy that, and Merry Christmas. Thank you. When you think useless, think of still. fact of the day. You have all been stepping up and sending in your useless facts to be used while Stu's been away, and you can continue to do so. We've got a couple days left here before the holidays, and uh, you can text those facts in at 10.030. Turtley Sharon sent in our very Christmassy fact this morning, and my literal jaw dropped when I read this. So here it is. It's for Christmas. How fast does Santa's sleigh have to travel to deliver all the children in the world toys in one night? About 9.7 million kilometers a second. Not an hour. 9.7 million kilometers a second. That has been uh, reported because somebody, you know, factored this all in and did the math. So the numbers that they factored in were the number of children who celebrate Christmas around the world, which they say is around 700 million, and the total time that Santa would have due to the time zone differences. He'd actually have 
31 hours and not 24 hours. They were able to uh, determine that Santa would travel so fast that he and his reindeer would actually break the sound of speed. Yes, Santa's magic is very real. So that is, um, yeah, that's pretty incredible. (laughs) I mean, I knew the guy had to travel fast to be able to do it. But breaking the sound of speed just to uh, deliver all of those presents on Christmas Eve, that's unbelievable. That is a very cool fact. Thank you, Turtley Sharon, for sending that in. But as we always do, you have to send in your scores. You have to tell Turtley Sharon how she did. Did you enjoy her fact this morning? You can text that in at 10.030. And don't forget, you can still text in your score or your fact like Turtley Sharon did to be judged by everyone else. And just text that in to me at 10.030. So right out of the bat, uh, we've got a 10 and a 9.5 from Sassy Kathy and Manowit. They were very impressed this morning. This uh, person says, glad that that math problem was not um, on any of my math exams, says Diva Clow. She gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, there's no way I would have been able to calculate that. Uh, taking a look at some more scores, we've got Karen from Barhaven. Got to give that a 10 as my kids always ask. Well, now you can give them the answer. That's how fast he does it, and that's how long it takes him. Love the magic of Christmas, says Karen from Barhaven. Pretty interesting and mind-blowing. That's a 9. Thank God Santa uh, does not use the LRT, <laughs> says Happy D. Yeah, I don't think it would. I don't. I think there'd be a lot of empty households if that was the case. Um, I would give this fact a ten plus. A really a ten plus, really awesome and not so useful fact says Tom from Orleans and River de Bomb ten. That is crazy. So text in your useless fact to be used tomorrow at ten zero thirty. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, this is one of the biggest travel weekends in the year, and Mother Nature is already uh, wreaking havoc across the country. Um, I don't know if you know, but we've been having some beautiful mild weather here. Out in Vancouver, they've been dumped on with a bunch of snow that they, you know, typically don't get, so they don't know how to handle it very well. And Alberta is just dealing with extreme cold temperatures so um, at the Vancouver airport, they say that they've had um, an unprecedented suspension of flights. Maybe you have loved ones who are trying to get home. They might not get home before Christmas, unfortunately. Uh, WestJet Airlines says uh, the snowfall in southern BC this week and the extreme cold in Alberta have caused over 460 flight cancellations over the past three days. So there are tons of travelers stranded at the Vancouver airport just trying to uh, either get home for Christmas or, you know, move across the country. And speaking about, you know, loved ones coming home, maybe you're trying to get out of town in the next couple of days. The Ottawa International Airport is anticipating tomorrow and Friday to be the busiest travel days of the year. And they say you got to plan accordingly. They also, of course, say that throughout the weekend, Saturday and Christmas Day, even people will still be traveling. 
But uh, typically right now they're seeing around uh, 48 to 5,500 people per day. They expect that number to jack up to around 6,000 people tomorrow and Friday for passengers in the airport. So make sure you're there on time. That's the best advice they're saying. You know, show up well in advance of your flight. And also do your research. What can you carry in your carry-on? What can't you carry in your carry-on? Be prepared for that. They also say don't wrap your presents because they might need to be inspected. It'll just be a waste of your time and everyone's time. So leave the presents unwrapped if you're traveling with them. And that is just um, some advice for travel as we head into our Christmas weekend. That's what's trending. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. You know, when you think about it, Christmas is almost a recipe for disaster. You're bringing all of these people together. Kids are hopped up on sugar. Adults are drinking plentiful alcohol. Uh, Mother Nature can be very kind to us and dump snow and storms. And really, I mean, a lot could go wrong. A lot could go wrong. And I want to hear about those horror stories of Christmas past because, you know, we had a lot of fun with this leading into Thanksgiving. And many of you had experienced some funny horror stories for Thanksgiving. So surely there's some more funny stories when it comes to uh, Christmas. (laughs) And uh, uh, there definitely is. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. And thank you for being so kind to share anonymously, I might add, because this person texted in at 10 did not want anyone to know about this because um, she says, I was opening presents with my then boyfriend in front of his huge religious family. So we'd been together for quite some time, and we all thought that maybe this was the year he was going to propose to me. They all waited with bated breath while I opened the tiny envelope from him that he had put a lot of thought into. The envelope contained a gift certificate for laser mole removal. She says, never had I once ever expressed any interest in this. I couldn't decide whether to cry or laugh. And we broke up shortly after that. What? Like, what? What a terrible gift. And with everybody watching, too, that would just be awful. We had this other text that was in at 10.030. It says, a few years back, one of my siblings must have ticked my mother off. And with all the stress of the past couple of days, she just snapped and fully pushed the three-meter Christmas tree over, took a saw, and made tiny pieces out of it. Says true story. And that woman is five foot two. I mean, don't make mom angry. Christmas is a stressful time of the year, which is why sometimes things go horribly wrong. But at least in hindsight, you can laugh about it. So tell me about your um, horrible Christmas story. I would love to hear it. Give me a call, 750-1100, or you can text it in at 10-0-30. We're going to hear about a story that I'm pretty sure Michelle just ousted her family about something she fed them years ago that they had no idea about. We'll get to that story next. I mean, when it comes to Christmas horror stories, it's pretty easy to ruin the dinner. And many of you have messaged in about that. But also, um, someone says that they created a rule in their household that you're not allowed to bring a significant other until you're married after this horrible Christmas. 
We will get to Trisha's story coming up in just a second. But first, Michelle, I cannot believe you fed your family this. <laughs> she says, uh, the Christmas I finished up the turkey in the roast pan out on the barbecue in the garage is our horror story. I sent the boss man out to get it. Well, he dropped it. Had it back in the roaster faster than you could imagine and told me no one will ever know. Five second rule. So, like, a garage floor, the turkey fell on the garage. Like, I don't know about you, but my garage floor isn't that clean. (laughs) Michelle fed it to the family anyways. Good on ya. No one was the wiser. All right, Jane says that she will never be asked to drive on Christmas Eve again after this story. She was about 19 years old at the time. Her parents owned a business and on Christmas Eve was always invited to some customers. Um, They would always invite customers in for some Christmas cheer. So normally that would mean attending mass across the street, but that year they were going to a different church that required them to drive. So she offered to drive so that, you know, my parents can enjoy their afternoon and their evening. Um, But then it began freezing rain. But being the Irish Catholics that they are, the drinks and mass must go on. So it says, we got halfway to church before I took my parents for a ride into the ditch. (laughs) And it was the only year that they've ever missed Christmas Eve mass and the only year they've ever asked Jane to drive. That's a good way to get out of something. You just screw it up and they'll never ask you to do it again. Like if you screw up the turkey once, I'm pretty sure no one will ask you to ever make that again. And then you get off scot-free for, you know, the holidays. But Trish says that this new rule kicked into gear when this horrible Christmas story happened. She says, my teenage daughter and her boyfriend at the time were over to join us. And he got a text message from another girl wishing him Merry Christmas. And her daughter got very upset, crying. They are fighting. Both of them are crying all day. She's trying to play referee, but still get the turkey dinner prepped, spend most of the time with the rest of her family, you know, just trying to still have a good Christmas. Um, She said it was a horrible, tense dinner. And never again will they do that. After that, her husband said, no more significant others at Christmas. Until you're married. Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, have you liked the most liked photo on Instagram? Uh, after being freshly crowned the World Cup champion, Lionel Messi has scored another record-breaking achievement, racking up the most likes on an Instagram post. And of course, this is him celebrating with the World Cup trophy. He and his team holding up the trophy, celebrating with teammates, waving to the fans. Um, There are more than 69 million people who have liked that post, and that's pretty unbelievable. Um, He captioned the post, uh, Champions of the World, and so many times I dreamed it, so much I wanted it that I still just can't believe it. I can't imagine what that moment was like for him and the rest of his team in Argentina on Sunday. What a World Cup match. Now, the previous world record for Instagram, I didn't realize this, but the the record was for a single photo of a brown egg. 
just like a brown egg. That was that was it. Because this whole account was created to uh, beat Kylie Jenner's original Instagram post that had the most likes. Um, it wanted to get 18 million likes to oust her, and uh, it got 56.7 million likes. But now the new record is around 69 million. I don't know when that will be beat or how long it will take. But speaking of social media, Elon Musk is no longer going to be the CEO of Twitter. Voted by the people. He put this poll out just a couple of days ago, and I don't know what he was expecting because... I could have told you that nobody is going to want him to continue to be the CEO of the company since he started. It's been nothing but bad news. <laughs> um, but he left it to a poll on Twitter to the people to decide whether or not he should step down as the CEO. And as of yesterday, the poll has closed. He was voted out some 57.5% people Of the 17.5 million votes that were cast are in favor of Elon Musk handing over the reins. So he's not leaving the company. He's still going to be, you know, busy and a part of the uh, software and servers team, he says. But he is going to be looking for a CEO. And he says, as soon as I find somebody foolish enough to take the job, I will hand it over. Yeah, I don't know who he's going to find to take that job because I sure wouldn't want it. No. Couldn't pay me enough money to take that job. And that's what's trending. It's brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right. Well, it's just me in here this morning. Sue and Angie are off, so I'll be playing for both contestants. We've got Pat and Travis on the line. Now, Pat made it through first, so we'll let her pick her categories. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. All right. Our categories this morning were sent in from Wallacea Barnes. We have either Oh So Smooth or Squishy Mushy. Smooth. Smooth. Okay. All right. Here we go. In three, two, one. This is like a cow hide. The type of fabric that you get from a cow's hide. Sure. Uh, yes, yes. Um, this is uh, red or white, and you drink it. Made out of grapes. Red. red it's uh, red. wine. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the type of fabric that's like really, really smooth and like. Uh, Milk, yes, yes. Um, uh, what's on top of your head? Hair. Yes, and what's all over your body? Skin. Yes, and a uh, type of metal that you might get a ah. ring. Ah, uh, that's okay. We did pretty good. We still got five. Okay, so hang on the line, and uh, we'll see how that holds up. All right, we'll say good morning to Travis. Hi, Travis. Hi. How are you? Good, yourself? Good, okay. Business. All right, so uh, Squishy Mushy is your category, okay? Okay. All right, here we go in three, two, one. It's a yellow fruit that you peel. Orange. No, a yellow fruit that you peel. Banana. Yes. Um, this is like wet dirt that kids play in. Mud. Yes. Um, you're, another word for your stomach. Dummy. Uh, no, another word. Uh, we'll pass. pass. Okay. Uh, you might find it on the Christmas dinner table. It is a white fluffy side dish. Potatoes. Uh, but what kind of potatoes? Nashed. Yes. Um, and this is like, um, you use, oh, dang it. <laughs> I didn't do very good in that category. <laughs> um, so we got stuck on 
belly. Belly was the word oh. that we were looking for. You were very close with that. Unfortunately, not enough for the win today, Pat or um, Travis. All right, thanks. Thanks for playing. Man. All right, Pat, you're our winner. Great. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank congratulations. You. So we Thank have you. got a fun little move swag bag that we put together for you. So you can enjoy some of our move goodies. Great. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. You ever have something terrible happen early in the morning that just sets the course for a wonderful day? I honestly almost fainted when I left my house today because as I was leaving the house for whatever reason, I left my finger in the door while I closed it. Yes, um, I shared the photo online. I know it really doesn't look like much, and I kind of look like a bit of a wimp and a baby, but um, I've got a purple nail now on my ring finger, and even though it happened hours ago, it is still throbbing. There's just some weird sort of injuries. You know, you could slice yourself open and need to get stitches and it might not feel that bad but when you do something like a paper cut it hurts so much and I'm telling you when you smash your nail in anything it is so painful and I'm so happy that so many of you agree with me and are feeling for me this morning and sharing your own uh, stories on how your fingers turned black and blue this I gotta tell you Christina your little girl who slammed her finger in the door last month Hers looks much worse than mine. Um, It's almost like a complete black and blue nail. Nicole says that she did this, and her husband, of course, caught it on the ring camera that they have on their door. Then he goes and he shows that video to everyone at work. She's like, I can still feel it. It took me five minutes to look because I thought I left my finger in the door jam. That's how bad it was. She's like, I know your pain. Yes, we are still married. Now, I got to tell you, this isn't the first time that I've done something like this. And uh, it was much worse when I was much younger. We had a big metal steel door growing up. And for whatever reason, I think I, I wedged my finger in where the hinge goes. So somebody closed the door and my finger was in there. And Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever felt pain like that before. It was my middle finger. I remember because the entire nail fell off. (laughs) And I had this huge bandage around it. And it kind of just looked like I was giving everybody the middle finger all of the time because I just had to hold my hand in a funky kind of position. But, um, you know, it's just one of those days. So hopefully your morning's going better than mine. Stuntman's Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Hi, good morning, Move. Oh, hi, Janelle. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, you're not really good. I just heard you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm managing. <laughs> you brought back a memory I had to share with you about when you were young and your finger was caught where the door closes in the, in the, ja- in the yeah. You know. Well, when I was little, my brother had his finger in there for whatever reason, only I didn't know. And I, all I knew was the door wouldn't close, so I kept trying <gasps> harder and harder to oh! close the door. Oh, my gosh. 
gosh. I didn't know why it wouldn't Was close. he wailing? Well, eventually, after two or three tries of, you know, trying to bring it close, <laughs> this howl let out. I, it, was, it was unearthly. I didn't even know what the howl was at first. And, and then he just leapt into the room once I let go. He was so, so in pain. I mean, it was years ago, obviously. But Did he lose I, his nail? I believe he did. What's your name? <laughs> it's Alex. Oh, Alex. Thanks so much for the call this morning. You're welcome. Take care. And I hope you feel better soon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, we've been talking about travel on the roads with this storm coming in, but travel in the air is, might also be a little tricky for you over the next couple of days. The Ottawa International Airport is anticipating Thursday and Friday to be the busiest travel days of the year. And they are suggesting you, of course, to plan accordingly to have the smoothest ride through the airport. Um, so basically, they say that um, typically right now, the airport is averaging between 48 to 5,500 departing passengers passengers daily um, and it's typically the early mornings that are busy so if you have an early morning flight tomorrow or Friday expect it to be busy there they are expecting to see at least 6,000 passengers daily so that's going to jump up by a couple of thousand over the next couple of days and to arrive early Yes, even if you have a domestic flight, still be there early. Give yourself lots of time. Uh, be patient, of course. Uh, we do still kind of have that winter storm rolling in, so that could mean some delays as well. But also, just to like make a smoother ride for you and anyone else in the airport, just be smart. You know, if you haven't been to the airport in quite a few years due to COVID, just refresh your mind on what you can and can't travel with in your uh, carry-ons, what you need to actually pull out when you go through security, just so you can do this as quick as possible. And if you're traveling with presents, this is something new I've never heard of, but you are not supposed to be traveling with wrapped gifts because they could require further inspection. So do not wrap those gifts if you can get away with that while you are traveling over the next couple of days at uh, the Ottawa airport. Now, Tim Hortons changed their lids a while ago, and people had a lot of problems with them. They, like, really hated this switch. Well, they are changing their lids again, but it's not really going to be that big of a change. This is mostly to accommodate the new rule that just went into effect as of yesterday for single-use plastics. They are trying to rid their company of them, and they have tested it out right now in Vancouver at a couple of locations, their new lids and some of their new packaging and their new cutlery. So basically, these are plastic-free, they're recyclable, the way that they describe them is um, a fiber spoon or a wooden spoon, um, fibrous compost, uh, compostable kind of items. So it kind of looks like it's a cardboard lid, but surely there's going to be some sort of thing to make this a little more waterproof and water resistant or liquid proof if it's going to be the lid for your coffee cup. So like I said, they're testing it out in Vancouver, but they're going to be launching it across the country in 2023 to apparently get rid and eliminate an estimated use of 90 million single-use plastics a year from their stores, which is really great to see. And that's what's trending. It's brought to you by DeFalco's for Brewers and Winemakers. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100.
Now, there's two ways that you can view this story, good or bad, but I think you got to find the silver lining in things. This, uh, you know, just that's just what you got to do. And this story is about the Ottawa Mission and their record-breaking number of Christmas meals that they served during their annual holiday dinner over the weekend. Um, this is the first time that the event was actually able to happen in person since 2019. So that is positive to see that people are able to at least gather for this Christmas meal. And like I said, it was a record number served over 14 thousand meals were served as part of the um, Ottawa Missions uh, Christmas meal. So that's a lot of food and it takes a lot of volunteers and it takes a lot of people to put this together. That's over 6,500 pounds of turkey, 3,200 pounds of potatoes, over 1,700 pounds of vegetables, 150 gallons of gravy and 900 vegetarian quiches went to those in need for this year's Christmas dinner. Now, um, it's good and it's bad because it's, you know, it, it's it's good to see that we were able to uh, feed this many people. And that is obviously only thanks to the incredible generosity of our community, donating those turkeys, the produce, the other food items, as well as financial support to ensure that we were able to, you know, get everybody a Christmas dinner. But the sad part is, is that, you know, they had to serve the most that they've ever had to serve. The Ottawa Mission says that in the last couple of years, their demand has actually doubled since COVID-19. According to them, their annual meal numbers that they've given out at the shelter were around 500,000, and now it's nearing a million this year. So that is just due to the inflation of the rising food costs, of course, driving more people to turn to their local shelters and food banks. But it is nice to see that our community can still come together in these trying times and um, serve up some delicious food. Over 14,000 special holiday meals served this year by the Ottawa Mission. That's all the feels on Move 100.